0: Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Show Up Fully. This is a podcast where I share what it's like to show up for your real life. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist, photographer, health, and life coach. You can find me, it's Carla Contreras on Instagram, and more information in today's show notes. Today's episode is with Sophia Adler, and I am so, so excited, Sophia, to interview you because we met through Blair Badenhop's program. And it's interesting, I literally just had Blair on the podcast. And we had such an incredible conversation. And with you, I can't wait to hear how you answer the questions about showing up. I would love if you could introduce yourself and how you serve the world. Yes. Hi. And
1: hi, Blair. You're the best. We love you. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Sophia. I am an astrology consultant. I am a born and bred New Yorker who now lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And what I do is help you demystify astrology so that you can co-create with the stars. I am all about living a life of ease, about leaning into all the support that you have all around you. And that includes the cosmos. So, that's what I do. I never thought that I would find myself being an astrologer. I'm also a meditation teacher. And what I have found for myself is that astrology was the teacher that was waiting for me. You know, there's that saying, like, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I was ready and astrology appeared.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that you mention that because I feel the same about astrology in my own life that it appeared. And I remember each week in Blair's program, uh, your wellness brand that you released a weekly astrology forecast. And every single week that you released it, I was like, yes, yes. And it's like, we were talking before we got on this podcast. It's a roadmap. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's so interesting that that roadmap appeared when you were ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um,
1: I actually was just talking to somebody about this. You know, I was asked kind of, how astrology, how did you find yourself here? And truly, if I think back on like, let's say my 18-year-old self, right, and what she would have thought, there is no way in the world that she ever would have predicted that I would now be an astrologer and I would be here talking to you. Um, you know, I started studying astrology on a whim. I used to work in marketing for a very um, well-known fitness startup, and I then went back to graduate school. I got my master's in psychology. I'm a meditation teacher, as I mentioned earlier, and I just decided to study astrology on a whim. I felt, felt this ping. A friend of mine had encouraged me to do something fun, and so I started studying it never thought that I would become an astrologer, just thought it would really be something for personal enjoyment. And then, you know, astrology had other plans. I totally fell in love with it and it just took off. I discovered that I was really good at it and it just felt easy. I've always been one to follow the breadcrumbs and kind of lean in to go with the flow rather than resisting, which is part of why I love astrology so much because that's what astrology helps us to do. It's like, let's make things easier, less complicated, more in alignment, more in flow. Like, you know, it's like the cosmos are waiting for us if we are willing to listen. They're like, okay, we're here. We're ready. Let us help you. And the rest is history.
0: So beautiful. Can I ask you what your last meal was?
1: Yes. I had a spinach chocolate smoothie.
0: Ooh, that sounds delicious.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it's one of my it's one of my go tos. And the trick is, you'd probably definitely know this. I add cauliflower to it because it makes it creamier,
0: and then it, you know creamy. I get all
1: my veggies, and it's like one of those things that brings me such joy.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful! I just created a whole. I'll have to send it to you. I just created a whole ebook on smoothies and oh. sweet treats. And cauliflower is definitely, I have like all these like smoothie tips in it. Mm -hmm. And cauliflower is one of those things. It makes it super creamy and delicious and gives it a richness that I don't even think that the banana actually does because most people put a banana in their smoothie. Mm -hmm. But the cauliflower really adds this creaminess and it doesn't add any funky flavor, which is amazing too.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I actually used to put bananas in my smoothies all the time. And then my body decided it wanted a break from bananas. So I have actually not been putting bananas in my smoothie at all. And I find them to be creamier, actually. So it's a great tip.
0: It is a great tip. We're going to get into showing up. And I'm so excited to ask you this question as an astrologer, because I feel like you're going to have so many gems for us. This podcast is named Show Up Fully because I feel like we're told in different spaces. We're told in health, we're told in wellness, we're told in business to show up, but nobody really defines what that is. And I would love to know how you define it and how you show up in your life.
1: Mm, Such a good question. I love it. I'm so excited to be here. Um, For me, showing up is turning inwards. It is the opposite, I think, of what people expect when they hear show up, right? Or when they think of show up in our society, showing up to me feels like there's this big presence, this, you know, big extroverted presence of standing out and being seen. And I believe that what it actually means to show up is to look within you, to be true to who you are, because... I believe that we are souls with bodies rather than bodies with souls. We are, yes, having a human experience, but we are part human and part soul. So showing up is being true to who you are. And the way that I understand that, my flavor on that is how do you honor what your soul chose for you in this life? How do you honor the bigger picture of why you're here, what you're meant for, who you're meant to teach, what you're meant to learn, how you're meant to give back from the world? And the only way that you can really show up and kind of own that bigness is to look within. And for some people, that might mean that they are forever introverted and forever more quiet and internal focused. So it's looking within so that it can be incredibly specific and personal
0: to you. Wow. This is mind blowing. I don't think anyone has answered this question like this so far and everyone has their own answer to what showing up means for them. But I do love this idea of the introspection and really going inside to find the answers because at our core, we all know the answers.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, like the question is, who are you showing up for? Because it's easy to show up for other people based on their expectations, based on societal expectations, based on the shoulds. And to me, the core of showing up is showing up for you, right? So the I'll say like the most optimal expression of showing up as I see it or the most genuine expression of showing up is that you're showing up for you and doing what's in alignment for you, following your path, following your dreams, listening to your own whispers within, And you can't do that unless you look inside first.
0: This is so beautiful, Sophia. And I want to bring this into astrology. How would we do that through the lens of astrology? Mm -hmm. Such a good question. So
1: where I would say to start is to have an understanding of your own cosmic code. And what I mean by that is to have an understanding of your own cosmic energetic makeup according to the stars and the planets. So the way that we would do that is that you start by looking at your birth chart. You start by looking at where all the planets were in the sky the moment that you were born. The reason that that's significant is because, first of all, it gives us a glimpse into the energy of the exact minute that you were born rather than just the day that you were born. And the second reason is, as I shared earlier, I believe that we are souls first. I believe that Each of our souls chose this life, chose to reincarnate for a reason. And to that extent, I believe that our souls choose the moment of birth. So your cosmic code, your birth chart then becomes quite literally a cosmic roadmap for what you're here for. It speaks to both your tools, right, and your toolkit for navigating this wild and crazy ride and also speaks to, okay, what am I here for? Right? Like what matters? What is my path? What does keep me in alignment? And so that's how we start to turn in words is to look at who we are on that deep soul level and take action in alignment with that.
0: I love this. And I'm gonna ask this, I'm gonna go a little bit deeper because I'm just like Yes, hit me. I'm, I'm, I'm so into astrology. And I'm not gonna ask this specifically for me, because I feel like I want this to be more general. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? And you can maybe speak to a client or someone that you work with. What does it look like when someone knows this information, when they unlock this information? Mm -hmm. What happens in their life when they start to really live in alignment with this?
1: Mm -hmm. When my clients start to live in alignment with their Cosmic Codes, they are finally giving themselves permission to be themselves there is no more shoulds there is no more self criticism there is no more self judgment it is really asking the question of what is the best decision for me i think the best example i can give is that i was doing a reading for a client of mine and you know we were kind of going through all of his different energies, because that's another thing to note about astrology is that oftentimes when you're not working one-on-one with an astrologer or really working deeply with astrology, we tend to kind of hone in on like, oh, it's just our sun sign, right? And astrology becomes very generalized. Whereas in truth, the magic of astrology is how hyper-specific it is. And so I was talking to one of my clients about you know the many dynamics of the energies in his chart And I paused and I said, you know, how's this resonating? What's coming up for you? And he said to me, he goes, I've spent 40 years trying to tell myself that there was something wrong with me or that there was something to fix. And what I'm hearing and taking from this is that I need to stop trying to fight who I really am and just lean
0: into it. That's incredible. What a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Validation, affirmation. Self-compassion, I can speak to that for myself personally, knowing my own astrological makeup and what makes me tick has helped me love all of the different parts of myself so that when I'm showing up as my best, I understand why. And also when I'm human like everyone else and not showing up as my best, I understand why. And I'm not wasting time anymore on being self-critical about who I should be or could be or would be if X, Y, Z. It's about leaning into who you already are.
0: It's such a beautiful way to look at life. It's such mm-hmm. a beautiful way to live. I'm going to ask you, do you, I mean, for me personally, and we talked about this before we hopped on the podcast, I use astrology and particularly the moon phases to guide mm-hmm. my work, to guide relationships, to guide how I'm going to do a live, how I'm going to do a podcast, Like all the things. Like, Do you use that in your personal life? Yes, absolutely. I look at what sign
1: the moon is in. I think working with the moon is a really great place for people to start because the moon represents what you need. It's what nourishes you. The moon, so every planet is associated with a different part of the body and the moon is associated with the belly and the breasts. So the moon is what feeds you. Right? Very apropos for your podcast and our conversation today. And so when you have an understanding of what feeds you, not only personally, right, from your cosmic code, but then on a collective level, right, if you're like, okay, today the moon is in Scorpio, this suggests that chances are I'm going to want to go deep. I'm probably going to be feeling intense. I might be really emotional today. Today is not the day to work on light projects. Today is maybe not the day to have phone calls with other people and to be all in and to focus. Again, it's about leaning into the energies that are all around you and are looking to support you. So that's one main way that I work with the cosmos. And then another way that I work with astrology is that I look at the cosmic energy of each day of the week. So, Mondays in particular have been the most transformational for me since I started doing this. Monday is a moon day to continue with our theme. Monday is a day for nourishing yourself, for moving slow, for being introspective, for tending to your emotional world. You know, this man made cycle and rhythm that Monday is guns blazing, all in, go, go, go. There's a reason that it doesn't feel good. It's because it's really counterintuitive. And ever since I started leaning into the energetic makeup of Mondays, I'm happier. I'm more at ease. I'm more at peace. I'm not stressed out on Sundays. I sleep well Sunday nights. And I have to tell you, I am so productive. I get so much done on Mondays because I've stopped telling myself the way that a Monday needs to look. And giving myself permission to be in flow, not only has it changed the way I function on Mondays, but it's changed the way that I function for the entire week. Like, So we're recording this on a Tuesday. Yesterday, I had finished over half of my to-do list by
0: noon. That's amazing.
1: And it's because I just look to the cosmos for help. It's not about, you know, I think a lot of times when people work with astrology. They think it's about what actions they should or shouldn't take. And it's not, it's not like that. It's more about what's the energy all around me and how can I let it help me, right? So Mondays aren't, because they're a moon day, a day to do no work. That's not what it means. But it is a day while you work to allow yourself to be in flow, to move more slowly, to be gentle to
0: yourself. And then the
1: work feels easier,
0: I 100% so this is interesting. And I feel like this is like, wildly in alignment, because someone asked me how my Monday was going. And I was like, I'm a slow moving train because it's Monday. Mm -hmm. And for me, I give myself the grace and the permission that I move slow on Monday morning. But it also echoes when I was a restaurant chef. I always had Mondays off. That was my day. And so Mondays for me for I might like, like 25 years have been really slow. I go to brunch or I might make myself brunch or I do I do very slow things. I might clean my house, x y and z. For me it's a very slow moving day. And yes, am I doing work? Sure. Am I having some client phone calls? Sure. Like those things happen, but it happens at a pace that I love your word flow. It flows. It's not something I'm like Monday motivation. I've kind of lost that. I'm like, all right, I need to get rid of that because that is no longer in alignment with me, especially as I use the moon and use the days of the week as well to guide how I'm working and moving through this world. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And I think honestly, if we were to talk about the big picture of using astrology in your life and in your business, it's that it reminds you that it is okay to have cycles and phases and not be the same all the time, especially as women. We are taught that we're always supposed to be on, our makeup is always supposed to be done, our hair is supposed to look good, right? We got to have the perfect lighting, the food's got to be on the table, so on. And, you know, and Our emotions have to be in check, so on and so forth. And when you work with astrology and you understand that like, the energy every single day, sometimes even within the hour can change. And it reminds you that You too are not a static being. Change is evolution. Change is iteration. Change is growth. Change is beautiful. So, you know, every single day of the week has a different energy. The moon herself is always changing. She's cycling through nine different phases consistently. And that's okay. That's beautiful. We put so much pressure on ourselves to be the same and we don't have to be.
0: It's incredible. It's incredible. And anyone listening to this, that it resonates, I definitely want to hear. I want to hear about it because this is literally in alignment with how I live. I want to shift the conversation because I'm really interested in your answers to what you do when you don't want to show up. Mm -hmm. Because I think that this is an equally important part of the conversation that when we're told to show up and we're told to show up in all these ways and be the same every single day, what happens when we don't want to show up? And I love this. And I'm going to give a little spoiler of Blair's podcast is that she really went deep into not being the same, just like you. It was kind of, it was really, it's just like, I love how in line the conversation is because I feel like, When we don't want to show up, there is a distinction between not wanting to show up because I don't know, we want to take a nap or, you know, maybe we don't feel good, but there's, then there's like a difference with how, how we don't want to show up in terms of like, if we can't show up, Mm -hmm. like what happens when, when we're very sick, what happens when there is illness, when there's death, when there's things that are emergencies in our lives, like what happens when we actually can't. And that kind of goes against the grain of being the same person every day. Because even if an emergency happened, maybe we still want to show up. Like something happened with my kids, but I'm still going to hop on this podcast and be the same person that I always am. Like that doesn't make any sense. But I I, I wanted to share that little part of Blair's podcast because it was really, I feel like it was really interesting. And because you two have a working relationship, I would love to know your perspective on that.
1: Yeah. My response to what to do when you just can't show up is very simple. Love yourself anyway that's it. When you believe in change, when you give yourself permission to change, you remember that this too shall pass. The days, the times, the moments that you don't want to show up, they're not forever. I had a meditation teacher once that said to me, Sophia, feeling bad is optional. Give yourself nine seconds to feel bad and then move right along. So, you know, as it relates to a meditation practice, what I see from my meditation clients is that more often than not, what prevents them from staying consistent with the meditation practice is that they feel guilty that they stopped. And it's like feeling guilty is optional. Just begin again. Start over There are plenty of days that I don't want to show up. I'm human just like everyone else. And you know what? I find that when I allow myself to be where I am and love myself anyway, that feeling of not wanting to show up, of not wanting to perform or present or put my face on social media or send email or whatever, it passes more quickly than if I resist it.
0: This is so interesting. Can I bring it back to astrology?
1: Please. Yes. It it relates to astrology as well. That just is like the, that was the origin of where I like learned it. And it's now like a through
0: line through everything. It literally, it's like a through line to life in meditation, Mm -hmm. astrology, like all of these different things. And I feel like the way that I understand astrology, and you can correct me, of course, um, is that those, you know, we can have shifts throughout the day, right? Mm-hmm. We can have shifts throughout, like even during this conversation, There's there can be shifts. And I feel like it's interesting if we take that perspective and apply it to every single part of our life, what does that do?
1: Mm-hmm. Totally, and you know, as it relates to astrology, I find that when I don't want to show up, there's always a reason. There's—I've never met a person that does not identify with their birth chart, ever, and it's because they're able to see aspects of themselves within their cosmic makeup. So, an example is—you know—the other week I was very um, obsessive and intense about this piece of content that I was working on, and. I was making myself miserable, and I didn't understand why, and I was putting so much pressure on myself. And then I tuned in. And I was like, wait, what's happening astrologically again today? And Pluto was conjunct Mercury that day. So for those who are listening, if you're not super familiar with astrology, Mercury is the mind, the way that we think, the way we communicate, speak, learn, all of that. And then Pluto is intense. Pluto is obsessive, wants power and control. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, duh, of course. I, can I tell you? I burst out laughing. I went for a walk and I said, I will do this tomorrow. It's like loving yourself, energy for how you're showing up, not feeling bad about it. And then I think, you know, not always, right? But nine times out of 10, we can actually give ourselves permission to come back. We don't have to stick with it. We don't have to force it.
0: I think that that's part of astrology too, is that it's going to change. Mm -hmm. it It literally is going to it's literally yes it's going to change and that we can always come back to something and and I'll speak to this like for podcasts and whatnot I've I've rescheduled I have one person who I have probably rescheduled with six times she reschedules with me I reschedule with her and she we were laughing today via email we're like one day this will happen in divine timing like I feel like knowing astrology like gives me really great insight that it's probably not the right time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, astrology helps you remember that everything is working out for you. It might not be working out in your human timing, right, of like when you want it to happen, but it's all in motion. Everything is working out for you. We're all divinely guided. You know, what I always talk about with my clients is that we're part human and we're part soul. And the benefit of astrology is that it is a tool, and ancient wisdom that is here to support us in getting out of our own way. Because as humans, we're wired for safety. We don't like change. We want things to be consistent and familiar because that feels safe. We know how to handle that. It allows us to be in control. Whereas astrology, you know, the different astrological events, the moon cycles, the days of the week, the zodiac seasons, it tends to our soul and helps us get out of our own way because our souls didn't reincarnate and come back to stay the same. Our souls came back to evolve and grow and expand. And that is inherently linked to change.
0: That is so beautiful. I love that it's inherently linked to change. It's a constant evolution. like Mm -hmm. We are not the same every day. And I feel like this is the the whole point of this podcast is that showing up fully changes all the time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. And not to mention that showing up fully, when you own and embrace and love all of you, you're not only showing up for you, but you're showing up for everyone else. Because I guarantee the days that you show up, even when you don't feel 100%, you are then giving somebody else the permission to not be perfect. To not always be on their A game or at their best. Because I believe that at the end of the day, all humans want is to belong, is to feel loved, And to know, though, that in belonging and feeling loved, it's at their core. It's not for who they're pretending to be. And so the more that we do that for ourselves, when you ask me, like, what do you do when you can't show up all the time or you don't want to? And I said, love yourself anyway. It starts with you. When you love yourself, when you embrace and honor all the facets of you, you then do that for other people. You give them permission to do it for themselves. It's a ripple effect. Nothing that we ever do is insular. It's impacting people in ways that we can't even imagine. We don't know. It's impossible to know.
0: And we're all connected. We're literally all connected. And by us doing that small shift or that small act of showing up or not showing up, either one, we impact other people around us.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's kind of fun, to be honest. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this one thing today and who knows who it will affect or what it can affect or you know where it will go from here. It's not unlike creating content, right? You put it out there, you create it and you have no idea
0: who's going to see it. You have no idea what
1: impact it's going to have on somebody.
0: I think that that's the beauty of it is that you never know what that photo what that video what that podcast will do for someone and what it will do for their you know their life their day it might affect the relationship they might send it to a friend they might send it to a family member like you never know how things are interconnected and i have one podcast with vanessa bowen and it was about money and co-creation of money and it's interesting because I'm so into Instagram. It's my biggest platform. But for her, I was subscribed to her newsletter for ages. And she and I finally, I was like, I want to have you on the podcast. And I was like, whoa, I don't even follow you on Instagram. And we talked about like the, that sometimes with newsletters, we have no idea we're sending this out to people in the world. Like we get responses when it comes to social media. So we know like... Oh, this many people liked it or this many people commented, but a newsletter, it's very interesting. You're sending it out to the void and you're like, whoa, what is happening from these words or content or whatever that I'm sharing? It's very interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And like, what a gift, right? That's such a, to me, that is such a beautiful example of the wonder and magic of not being in control like I often, I I talk a lot about the link between astrology and abundance. And as I see it, abundance is way more than money, though it can include money and wealth. And it's this idea that anything is possible, that the, the things, the ideas, the concepts, the events that are so far out of your realm of understanding are still possible. That's what abundance is. And so there's like an abundant mindset that's associated with content and creation is that put it out there. See what happens. Because chances are, nine times out of 10, if we only rely on our mind, right? If we only rely on our human and we don't lean into the cosmos, these energies that are all around us, we're really shortchanging and limiting the effects that we can have, the reach that we can have, the magic that we can create. Our brains can't process all of it.
0: So, so magical. I love this conversation. I could talk to you for hours. Same. Same. (laughs) Grab a cup of tea and call it a day. Rest of the afternoon. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to ask you, Sophia, how we can work with you, how we can find you. How can we support you? Yes. Thank you. Um, Follow me on
1: Instagram. It's at Sophia Adler underscore. I know it'll be in the show notes. DM me, send me a message. I love to hear from everyone. My moon and rising are in Aquarius. Uh, community is huge for me. You can book a session with me via Instagram or on my website, SophiaAdler.com. And I also have a mentorship program. So it's a monthly mentorship called Cosmic Upgrade. And I teach you how to co-create with those stars. It's like I always say to people, it's like having an astrologer in your pocket. So that's the best way to work with me. Definitely, again, Instagram, that's where I share all of my new exciting offers and stories. I do astrological weather reports, all the good stuff. And I really look forward to being in touch.
0: Thank you so much, Sophia. Anyone that's listening, I would love if you could share this in any way that you like, text message, email, create an Instagram story. I am so grateful for you coming on, Sophia, and I'm sending all of you love. Bye. Thank you.